we're back. And so are you to another episode of Live Your Truth Now. I'm Mike. And I'm Katie. We had a long episode last week. We had a really long episode last week, and there was a lot to cover in there. It wasn't long in the sense of time, but I felt like it was long in the sense of content. There was just a lot of shit that we covered. It was deep. So deeply rooted yeah. belief systems. I know. I'm surprised I didn't sit on my couch and curl up in a ball and start crying thinking about all these these beliefs that you pointed out. You know, it's just, oh God, it was a lot. Wait till you're having a low vibe day and then uh I think you might do that. Right. Exactly. You know what? It's not an if, it's a it's a when we all have them. Peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But today, you know, after we got done recording last week, you said I want to do an episode about how to shift these core beliefs. So today we're going to talk about things you can do. There's not a specific number, but we're just going to kind of go through a quick rapid fire episode for you guys because what we really want you to do is as part of this is is a, it's teaching. Some of this is is opinion driven. There is some stuff that we cite, but most of this comes from Katie's and Eisen's experience working with brands and companies and people and talking to them. And also, our, I would even say our own personal experience, shifting narratives in our own lives coming from, you know, like myself transitioning from the military, you transitioning from corporate and stepping into this type of work. Even college is a sort of transition or transitioning from one part of the country into another part of the country. So for us, a lot of what we're saying here is is like we want to be able to teach and coach and explain and have like an open dialogue conversation, hence why we do that clubhouse room on Thursdays. But the other thing is, is that we want you guys to be able to see that there's a practical application to this as well. We don't just want to sit there and just like rift off like big ideas. This isn't like a TED talk that we just do every week about like big ideas. We actually want to talk and teach at the same time and tell you what we found works Maybe also at the same time, say like, that's not going to work, you know, or the things that, you know, that we're unsure of, right. When we apply our own Mm -hmm. stuff going on for ourselves. So, so Katie, let's get into it. After those five core living beliefs, we talked about not being worthy, not being loved, not being seen or heard, not trusting or being trusted and hopelessness, which I thought was like a huge thing that I want to unpack at some point or time, maybe down the road, we record a whole episode about that. Tell me about what you think is the things that will allow people to shift one, if not all five of these core beliefs that they have. So anyone that knows me knows that I do not like to sit in my shit. I am the queen of problem solving. And so if you listen to that last episode and you're feeling revved up, maybe a little doubtful about where you are and kind of maybe ashamed of having one of those belief systems and structures, a limiting belief, this episode is for you because this is where we teach you how to transmute those limiting beliefs into something that can become your rallying cry, your battle cry, something that moves you into action in alignment with that next best version of yourself. So you can't change something that you're not aware of. The first step to changing a limiting belief is developing an awareness that that thing even exists. So the way I practice awareness is I meditate. I set an alarm on my phone to check in every hour. I start to tune into my body and the sensations that are happening um, on my somatic level. So your somatic is your body. I was just about Um, to ask you that. I was like, oh, there's that word. There's a word again. I don't know what it is. Ontological coaching. (laughs) Ontological coaching, right. So uh, somatic is is your Mm -hmm. body, correct? Now, what is, what is that in reference to what the body? What you're feeling, what okay. sensations you're experiencing. I'm a big believer. I mean, it's one of my core pillars of my practice that everything manifests in the body, emotions, feelings, thoughts. So when you're having one of these beliefs and you catch yourself, 
you're developing an awareness that that belief exists. The first step is to say, stop, notice with curiosity, oh, this tape is running again in my mind. Hmm. Interesting. Without judgment. Mm, that's interesting. That is actually, that's, that's fascinating, but you're a problem solver. So how do you prevent yourself from saying, like not trying to come up with a solution or some sort of strategy to get around that? Well, there's that famous saying by Einstein is you can't solve that problem with the same level of thinking that created it. Oh, that's a good so one. When I catch myself in my, in my limiting belief, I literally step back. So somatically, I shift my state, my physical state, and I oftentimes put my hand on my chin and stroke it and say, like you are right now, (laughs) you know, that, that belief is showing up right now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm becoming aware that this is existing in my mind and in my body. Um, and it's, it's having an impact. Okay, great. So the first step to any sort of change, whether you want to shift your relationship, you want to shift your body, you want to shift your performance at work, you want to shift your relationship with your sister, is to develop an awareness that it isn't the way you want it to be. Got it. And then what? What do I do next? So then the next step is accept it. So acceptance is not approval. My father, who is a sales trainer, has been telling me this forever. Um, Just because you accept something doesn't mean that you approve it. Acceptance is that you're acknowledging that this thing has, has come about in your life to serve your highest good. So I want to I want to break that down a little bit about acceptance because I also just having being a human being, I also I have choice, right? I also have the ability to not accept those things. So let's say I'm like, "Katie, that's ridiculous." Like, if I don't like something, I don't have to accept it. But you're telling me I do. So what happens if I don't? Is it just never gets solved? Like, what what's the result of that? Resistance mode, baby. Mm. So when you're like, I don't have to accept it. I think if you were to shift that, I don't approve it. I accept that this exists. I accept that I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Then you can transmute it. Got it. But if you are resisting that that thing exists, it's basically putting it back into your blind spot. Mm. Okay. And the very thing that you resist persists. And then it just creates like another vicious cycle where... Mm And such a good term to use, vicious cycle. People get stuck in their vicious cycles. So good, Mike. Would you say it is, it gets worse the more that it cycles through? It does? Mm -hmm. It's like a muscle. It's conditioning it. So if your belief system is, I'm fat and ugly, or I'm only worthy when I am X body type, I guarantee you your body will do the opposite effect and get bigger or clunkier or thinner. However you don't want to be, it will shift into that state. Okay. So now I accept it. You basically talked me off my soapbox and said like, Mike, you have to accept it. Otherwise it's going to turn into a big pile of, of should, right. Mm-hmm. Or the big pile of, you know what? So now I accept it. What's the next thing I, I can do to shift that core belief or shift these core beliefs? So one more thing I would like to add to acceptance yeah, go for it, is please. practicing gratitude, even though it feels really uncomfortable, even though it feels super antithetical to the belief in your mind, because generally it's a, it's a, a negative belief. Or it's a low vibrational belief is to practice gratitude that it made you who you are today. So it's been part of your journey. It's served you. It's provided you lessons. It's helped you to get to this point in time right here and right now to have this awareness of that belief that's been running you. There's something about gratitude that you said, and I, and I love this. I actually heard a quote the other day, and I wanted to share this with everybody, that gratitude is at its best grounded in simplicity. 
Mm-hmm. And when I heard that quote, it, it like rocked me to my core. Cause if you really truly think about all the things that we say we're grateful for are sometimes the most simplest things, the ability to get up out of bed in the morning, the ability to sip a cup of coffee, the ability to stare out into the night sky or the morning sky and really see what's above you or even what's in front of you. So I think the gratitude practice is absolutely huge in this too. I can see that. You want to change your life? Start a gratitude practice. Is there any ones that you do? Uh, Three gratitudes every morning in this journal. I love that. Yeah, every day. It's like if, so my personal practice, I wake up at 6 a.m. with my sunlight alarm clock because I do not do well with a phone alarm clock. And I immediately grab my pen, grab my journal, and I write three things I'm grateful for. They could be surface level. They could be profound, um, whatever I'm feeling that day. And then I do my 10 to 30 minutes of meditation, and then I do my uh, movement practice. But it is integral to my day-to-day living. All right. So we have admit that you have a core belief. Yeah. Awareness. Aware. Acceptance. Oh, awareness. Okay. Yep. I said admit, so it, but okay. Got it. Aware. Yep. Awareness. Well, kind of admit, right? Well, I mean, yeah, aware. Yeah, I mean, admit it's the awareness. Okay, so awareness, acceptance, gratitude, and then what's another one? And how many, uh, I know we said we didn't have like a lot of them, but how many do you? Four. So there's two more coming. Cool. Yeah. Wait, I thought we were at three. No? Well, gratitude is part of acceptance. Oh, got it. Okay. Correction. We are at two. We are at at two. So (laughs) 2.5. We're at at two and a half. Go for it. (laughs) And so, so after you acknowledge that there's a shadow side that you don't love, a part of you that, yeah, a part of you that you just don't love, once you accept that, it creates a sense of unity. And that's what my coach, Jen Mons, has taught me is to accept all those parts because once we're in unity, Mm. that's unconditional love. So number three is reframing your perception. So sit down with that belief in your journal, write it down, write the ways in which it has served you. What have you learned from this limiting belief? What has it given you? What is that challenge that has now become your greatest teacher if you choose to see it as such? Because we get to choose our narratives. We do. That's the most exciting thing about this work is we get to choose our realities. And so in this step number three, which is reframing this perception, you get to rewrite your story. You get to rewrite, you get to write the meaning you make of this limiting belief which I think is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it is. And and even with like reframing in general, I, I have found this is just, you know, Mike Ligori talking here, you know, and just what I do. I have found that when I'm reframe, I, I consider myself a pretty deep thinker and sometimes I just go too deep. And so I over, I don't know if this is even a word, but like over reframe or over frame, I guess that. And I think do you have any suggestions for people who maybe think like myself that tend to go down these rabbit holes, have a strategy or an exit plan for things or, you know, over, over, like try to make things more complex that they really are. How do you, how do you like just step back and just try to do it? Just a, how do you, I, I should just basically, how do you keep yourself from like reframing over reframing things or like just going too far down the rabbit hole? <laughs> I Tell me play. that quote that you just said again about simplicity and gratitude. Yeah. Well, okay. Easier said. <laughs> yeah. Know. Right. I think easier said than done, but you're talking about reframing as in like actually choosing to look at things from a different lens, but with every single problem or every single core belief, there's definitely more than one way to look at things. So mm-hmm. It, even if gratitude was an answer, is there another, I guess, is there a way that you can keep like deep thinkers or people who think too much 
from being their own worst enemy when it comes to the reframing phase of this process that you have. Yes. The power of a reframe means that you get to be the author of your own life. And then if you are a deep thinker, my challenge to you would be to stay simple. What is the using contrast? Because contrast is one of the greatest teachers in this planet. What is the opposite thing that you want to feel? And then calibrate your new belief system from there. So if yours is, I'm only worthy when, shift that to, and this is step number four, which is create your new belief. Reframing your belief is what is an empowering, a liberating take, and a liberating spin I can take on this old belief system that can then open up a new field of possibilities for me. When you talk about creating a new belief, is that tied into just getting rid of the core belief itself? Or would you say uh, creating a new belief is actually tied into maybe your goals, dreams, or aspirations? Or is it both? Both. Absolutely both. And this impacts the personal and the professional sphere. And so one thing that one of my clients say is that, you know, sounds great, Katie, but right. it's not really like that. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, tell me who told you that. Tell me who prevented you from having the permission to write your own story. So step number four is create your new belief. And that is starting with, I choose, write your new rallying cry, write your new belief system and structure. It could be opposite to the one that held you back. It could be something totally different, but you will notice it in your body. You will get lighter. You will feel like anything is possible because it's living. It's enabling you to live into your possibilities. It's creating action with intention. Anything feels possible from this space. And it doesn't mean you're delusional. It doesn't mean you're not in touch with reality. It means you are now opting in to be the author of your life. Hmm. I have to think about that. Yeah, I have to just like... This happened to me last episode too. Like as I was talking, I'm sitting here and again taking like tons of notes here, and I'm like also thinking at the same time. Hope to God I don't go on my couch and start like curling up like a, you know, like you have my (laughs) number. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I'm just joking, everybody. But in all seriousness, though, it's it's hard not to think about any one of these like things not working in tandem together or in partnership with each other. It's like, you can't just do reframing without having to do some sort of acceptance or bringing awareness to the situation. I have found for me, the the toughest one is the choosing. Like the reframing is great. I can do that. But the actual choosing piece of where I do, I always look at it like, well, where do I want to go with this? Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how do you, I guess for maybe for people out there that are really great at reframing, right? Let's just kind of, create another hypothetical here. Let's get rid of, I'm really good at reframing, Katie, right? Like, no, I've done steps one through three, but now you're asking me to choose things, but I'm super unclear about what it is that I want and how I want to create things. How do you help make a good choice or the right choice for yourself? There is no one right choice. Mike, you said at the beginning, transitions, you said that word. And that is a word that resonates with me because I help people through transitions personal transitions, professional transitions. Life is a series of transitions because it's not, it's not stagnant. Everything changes at every single point of the day. And I would say to you, Mike, choose a thing that lights you up right now, Mm. knowing that you entering this new way of being is going to create a new vibration that attracts new opportunities, new people, new thoughts to you, which will then put you in a position to attract the next best thing or the next right thing, or the next thing that's in alignment with you. So don't get caught up on the best thing. Get caught up on the thing that feels good. I like that. And that's not always ice cream. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I know. I know. I love my ice cream, but you know. So do I, I. I'm a vice for ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to share one thing. So Mike and I were talking before this podcast episode and it, he hit my limb. One of my limiting beliefs is that I'm only worthy when I achieve perfection. And he was like, Katie, stand up, show up, like swing for the fences. Like you got this, stop playing small. And I was like, Q, F, asterisk, at sign, whatever you want to say. You can swear um, on the podcast. I really <laughs> fuck. I was like, who am I to be playing small right now? That's bullshit. And so he helped ignite this fire in me where I got to immediately recreate a, a new belief and one that enabled me to show up like mm. this. Well, I'm honored to receive that. And and I Thank actually, you. and and you know, Katie, you're, you're an absolute rock star. And I, and I want to share this with all of you out there too, that like I go through the same things that you guys are all going through now. Katie does as well. And the reason why we started this podcast is because a lot of these narratives and a lot of these core limiting beliefs, we still deal with it. We're human beings and we're going to have these experiences time and time again. You're never going to have this shit completely figured out the way that you think you will. Even when you do, even when you do, even when you do, there's going to be something, another one that pops up. I actually had a, a call today with a really wonderful coach. Shout out to Joni from Virginia. She was amazing. We got on a call. We connected through Clubhouse. And Joni said something to me that I thought was really amazing. She's like, just when I think I have parenting all figured out, something else happens. And then I go, well, that wasn't in the book. How come like nobody told me that that was going to happen and her kids were like younger under the age of 10? And I thought that was like such an interesting like per thing for her to say because even when you get to the, the cusp of like this so-called or perceived perfection that you have in your life for all of this amazing um, – you know, maybe a solution that you have, or you're like, oh, I'm over my dad's stuff, or I'm over my mom's stuff, or like money is not a problem anymore. There's going to be something else that comes up. And so the point I'm trying to make with all of you is, is like, it, it is an ongoing process to rewrite your story. It's an ongoing process for us to continue to share what we know. And the show evolves because the story is evolving with us. Like Katie and I are rewriting our story and we're creating an ultimate story for both of us. And the podcast is going to be a documentation of that. And we're hoping that all of you will see that you can change with us if you choose to. Katie and I are stepping into that season. We hope you guys are too. So with that being said, Katie, quick fire, one thing, what should people take away from this? Awareness is your key to freedom. Awareness is your key to freedom. I like yeah. that. And life is a series of becomings. I like that. And mine will be Gratitude is at its best, grounded in simplicity. So that's all the time that we have for this week. We're going to come back with another episode. I am not going to tell you what it's about, but I will say this, that I am Mike Ligori. I'm Katie D'Andrea. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. And please make sure that you share this episode with your friends and loved ones if you believe that they need to hear this. We'll see you later.